Well, digitization is more than a buzzword in India and indeed around the world. But if you look at the India story, the rollout of 5G transforms millions of lives. It's not just rhetoric, it's a fact. But the true potential of 5G in the India context uh, has not been realized as yet. Uh, there's a lot more which needs to be done, for example, in the context of infrastructure. So we'll be talking a little bit about 5G, its rollout in India, but we'll also be looking at the promise and the potential of 5G and also new technologies uh, in the space and what they mean from a global standpoint. And ultimately, it's going to impact us in India as well. We've got two wonderful guests uh, with us today. Uh, Romil Shetty is CEO designate of Deloitte India. And we're also very privileged to be joined by Sam Balaji, global consulting leader of Deloitte. So you're going to be talking about the larger international thing. And uh, Romil will be speaking about um, the India story. I think before we get to a lot of the things we can expect as far as uh, what 5G will eventually take us to, there are a couple of constraints at the moment. Uh, for example, India's fiber kilometers per capita, right? It's, it's a low ratio. Now, why is it so important in simple terms for us to be improving on that? You know, unless you have <clears throat> the interesting part about wireless technology is that it's actually wired to a great extent. Right. So if you don't right, have the right backhaul infrastructure, then you can't actually, uh, you know, transmit 5G. Now, the important part of 5G is that the business models, the most important thing of 3G, 4G was connectivity, really. Yeah. But the enablement of business models became very difficult. So if it's a smart factory, for example, you couldn't do it on a 4G platform. You probably needed a broadband access. So that's what 5G is going to enable. And if the connectivity across across the country with fiber rolled out, right, is, is significant, that's when the true potential of 5G can actually be done. So that's, that's why it is extremely important. But the future also lies, for example, in uh, low-Earth satellites to sort of decongest at one level, uh, to provide um, bandwidth opportunities in areas which... And I'll tell you, I'll give you a story. I was in Ukraine a couple of months back, and it was through Starlink that we were able to connect, broadcast, work as journalists in a war zone. So, low-Earth satellites, that's, one, that, that's an interesting emerging technology, right? Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, uh, you know, the unfortunate events in Ukraine obviously are playing out. However, satellite technology is helping them, you know, keep the troops connected and, and all that. And if you look at that, many opportunities, you know, what uh, Elon Musk and his company have been doing, Jeff Bezos, there's plenty of opportunity. To pick up on a point that Romel just made, 5G is fundamental to the next wave of digital transformation because it is really enabling, you know, low latency, high bandwidth. That's going to change business models. You know, cloud, which has been omnipresent, is moving to the edge with intelligence and AI. I think it's going to be a profound opportunity for all industries and sectors. How would you uh, respond to those who say that, look, many in India still want basic phones. They don't want smartphones. They can't avoid it. And that this digital divide is bound to take place. It's linked at one level to literacy as well. Um, how, how does one surmount this problem? Because it is a, it is a problem. So, <clears throat> Vishnu, today we already have 350 to 400 million smartphones already in the country. 2026, we're saying that there will be a billion smartphones. So in mm -hmm. some sense, that digital divide is actually gone. The second bit, what's interesting is in feature phones as well today, there is a lot of added features that can enable this thing to be done. Right. Uh, if you look at all of our COVID, for example, programs that were run across the country, were run across a very simple WhatsApp-based platform mm -hmm. that required a little bit more bandwidth, mm -hmm. which not normally a feature phone could have done, but everybody had it, and that's how you know this whole thing was done. So 
the, the divide uh, in terms of digital technologies that's happening is reaching, and even with Bharat Net, what's happening sure. with the fiber rollout across the country with all the panchayat grams, that's happening at a record pace. Probably India has some of the largest fiber rollouts anywhere in the world. So it's only a question of time. The $99 smartphone, 5G enabled, is that, is that a dream? Uh, it's not a dream, but the horizon, you know, we have to see where it goes. You know, clearly, you know, the affordability, particularly for the masses, is not there today. Uh, but the technology is there. The willpower is there. I think India can take a leading role, particularly with the supply chain shifting to manufacturing to India. Uh, I actually think that's a big opportunity. But obviously, it had to pick up more momentum on how many hundreds of million can adopt it, and that will bring the price down naturally. Yeah, and Vishnu, to add that, I mean, you know, five, ten years back, people would say the same thing in India that, you know, at your tariffs and your prices, your speeds are going to be pretty low. Yeah. I can tell you India is faster than most European countries in terms of speed today. Already. India is faster, right, at 4G speeds, even with our vast population. Mm -hmm. So it's also a question of, you know, how you take care of volume. So I do think the, the 5G phone, India has always been about volumes, all right, slowly getting that per capita income increase. Sure. But it's about volume. So that's not a, it's not a dream. That said, uh, there is huge capex which is required for infrastructure development. Uh, according to some of the reports, which you know, I, mean, I, I went through, 18.75 to 31.25 billion dollars in the next two to three years. Um, now, our, comp our tel telecom companies are stressed for various reasons. So, how does that happen? So, <clears throat> so one part is again, few years back when you look at, there were ten of them, right? So that kind of competition was really killing everybody. All right. Today, I think there is a certain price point that has been set up. Mm -hmm. uh, nobody is going down. Even in 5G, I think what has been largely agreed is we'll continue with the tariffs, mm -hmm. but it's a question of where it will slowly go up. But consumption has increased dramatically. Right. Everybody's consumption has increased dramatically. So you will see the ARPUs actually go up. So to that extent, you know, that's my view is that, one, there is much lesser competition. Second is, even with this competition, there is a lot more sharing that is still happening of infrastructure, though you know, these are different companies. So I do think in that sense, uh, and the returns now, they're now, most of them, at least the two of them, clearly are, you know, are, are in the black, so it's okay. So th they're able to make returns. But if you look at cumulative stress, right, it could go up to $75 billion after these 5G auctions, you know, getting away from that. Um, how does that eventually get sorted out, a greater demand or continuing demand, uh, more users, uh, higher rates, how would that get resolved? So it's a, India largely was B2C, yes. so one was that, that, I think the shift is happening with B2B. Mm -hmm. So everything of what we call as digitization, whether it's on the cloud, whether it's in smart fact factories, whether it's in virtual healthcare, all of that is coming on 5G. And you have companies that are also, private companies that are investing in 5G infrastructure. So just for their own, their own uh, uh, thing. So, you know, if you take a combination of all of those, uh, so that's actually quite positive. So sure. those are the different. But the, but the change is fundamentally of just providing a connectivity solution to enabling a lot of business models. I think yeah. that is the important part, and that's where India is really, you know, pushing ahead. So, you know, this is something you can jump in on. Um, in India, you know, beyond reaching every last household in every village, and this is also a question which affects the world, but again, just the India point, we've got Aadhaar, the back end of which is obviously digital. Cowin, which is potentially going to be exported around the world. Brilliant back end, you know, I mean, and it can be changed and adapted. Uh, we've got DigiLocker now as well, which is so easy to use. I mean, I use it. What are some of the other things that we can see as far as 5G and digitization? 
I think India is the heartbeat of innovation, and you have scale, to Romal's point he was pointing out. You have, you know, a million, a billion plus people starting to use this. Mm -hmm. I actually think, you know, scale uh, doesn't happen naturally. Mm -hmm. Even in a place like China, where India is going to pass the population very soon, you know, it's somewhat fragmented. So I actually think the innovation, combination of scale, and then the B2B application and new business models, that is actually an export-oriented market. So in addition to services, which is going to be continuing to increase from India, I actually think new capabilities and offerings and innovation can also, you know, see the rest of the world in terms of the next few years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vishnu, maybe yeah, just yeah. to add to that, yeah. if you take, for example, our primary health care is, is not really something that, you know, we can be, it's great, right? Tertiary is fine, but primary health care is a significant issue, say uh, primary and secondary. Now, for example, today there are only a, a limited number of doctors. Right. So when we talk about innovation, Today, you can, let's assume there is a place where there are maybe 2,000, 3,000 people. There is a doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you need to do a procedure. Uh, it's impossible to sort of bring that person to a nearest town or whatever, it may be far off. Yeah. Through meta, yeah. right, or through augmented reality, yeah. through a surgical navigation system, you're actually able to, the, the main doctor, maybe in Delhi, is an AIMS doctor, is able to tell this doctor what to do and save a life. Now, this again comes with the bandwidth. We couldn't do this earlier with 2G and 3G. That is the art of possible. So health equity is a really health big equity. deal. Yeah. This is exactly what he's talking about. You know what happened, I think, just last week? Our armed forces, and they have, what, more than a 1,000-odd hospitals across the country. This doesn't, of course, need 5G, but it's just an example of digitization, have linked the medical records of the millions of armed forces personnel throughout their entire chain of hospitals so they can access, so doctors know, who they are dealing with any part of the country. It's just a small example of that. I mean, just to yeah, one yeah, more, yeah. which is yeah, very yeah. important, because India largely is an ag has a big agriculture background, right? Sure. We have a number of people who are still involved. If you take certain states, there's nearly 40% of people engaged in agriculture. The whole thing around drones, the whole thing around satellite imagery, actually is helping them when to sow, when to reap, right? When to cut, things like that. Right. And we are also, as you know, we are actually solving stubble burning problem using satellite imagery, using an ecosystem with Indian oil, ethanol, that whole connection between farmers. So you're able to do a lot with tech. Again, like I said, no, it wasn't easy in the past because you just couldn't do it. Let's talk about tech. Um, and, I, and this is going to be really interesting. And this is what Sam really looks at very, very closely. What are next generation immersive devices? Devices? Well, next generation the metaverse is still very young in the journey, but it's not standardized. So I actually think that's going to be a plethora of new innovation and standardization as you look at those devices. You talked about healthcare, mm -hmm. you know, access to healthcare. Health equity is a really big issue, not just in India, across the world profoundly. I think, you know, that's going to be solved for properly. New commerce, as well as new immersive applications. Mm -hmm. Smart factories was something you talked about with the advent of 5G. I actually think the fundamental, you know, barriers that we've had historically are going to be blown away with the advent of 5G and the deployment and adoption by businesses. So I actually think the next generation of devices still needs to be defined, but standardization is going to be a pretty critical cornerstone for them to work interoperably. Because sure. without interoperability, you cannot get scale, and this is going to be the challenge. But it's not that far away, and it's going to be a very exciting frontier for all of us. Something which irritates all of us is the time it needs to charge one of these devices. Supercapacitors and instant charging. That's going to change our lives. It's going to mean my boss will know that there's no off time for me, but that's a separate issue. Um, that is, is, is huge, and it's around the corner. The technology is already there. Right. Absolutely. I mean, th this is a, the, why I think India is going to continue the innovation at scale 
and get to new frontiers. This is one area we talked about semiconductors not long yeah. ago. Yeah. Uh, there's plenty of opportunity. Space, that's, yeah. the, you know, that's the next frontier. Uh, I actually think we have vast new opportunities that India can capitalize on in addition to leveraging the base of talent that exists today. So new businesses, new business model, new technologies. You talked about drones, not only using them for you know, health and safety, uh, also for defense. And so new applications around security, I think that's going to be hugely, hugely progressive for India, which, again, the rest of the world would look to India for innovation, not just Silicon Valley. You know, India's time has come. Um, advanced AI in revolutionizing chip design. Um, how will chip technology change profoundly to, to, to make the user experience so much different and better? Yeah, well, AI is here. I mean, in the last couple of months, I've seen uh, a plethora of new announcements around GPT-3, yeah. and the innovation is here at scale, right? In addition, you know, there's a lot being talked about about quantum computing, and quantum is just not about computing. It's about sensing. It's communication and new frontiers. It's probably five years away, and, right. you know, the advent of quantum and AI coming together mm -hmm. is going to create some new possibilities, and it's not that far off. People are also saying that AI is not this one big algorithm, but it's trying to get AI embedded into every part of your business to have a competitive advantage. Absolutely. And I think that's what Indian businesses are actually doing very well. Yeah. Look, it's been wonderful speaking to both of you. Thanks so much. Well, there you have it, a look at, at 5G technology now. Um, it's immense potential going forward, but it doesn't end with 5G. If we actually look at digitization and the entire process and the induction of new technology going forward, the sky is literally uh, no longer the limit. There's so much more which can be achieved.